Here we are. We are live once again. Mr. Francis looking very smart. Shakespearean almost, one might say. Romeo and Juliet. Absolutely. Well, I was just going to do the famous uh, the famous soliloquy with the skull. Um, maybe maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe I can perform that on one of the streams. Um, you have to give me a little bit of notice for that, though. Oh, yeah. You're actually holding the skull and, and giving the full rant. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Maybe we can do that one day. Very cool. I was actually, I the title of this stream was How to Stay Motivated During Challenging Times, but then I just got carried away using nice old English, wicked, yeah. nefarious, challenging, straight Did out you? of something like that. Well, yeah, I think that's the name of it. But then it got me on for some reason. I looked up Rogue online and then did synonyms and it came out with yeah. some excellent old school words. So Rogue, nice. we would say, it's, it's kind of like um, people people kind of use it as a positive thing, don't they? They go, oh, he's an mm. absolute rogue that guy. But yeah. actually, the, the, the stand-up definition is dishonest or unprincipled man. But it's got kind of a positive connotation in the 21st century. Kind of Yeah. Well, you've got that lovable rogue thing, haven't you? Lovable and rogue. Then, maybe, got, maybe you need the lovable there. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got, oh, he's a bit of a, he's an old rogue, isn't he? But it's often said with a bit of a twinkle in the eye. It is. But some of the, some of the ones that came up alongside it were brilliant. Scoundrel, villain, reprobate. Rascal. Reprobate. Yeah. Slicker, scamp, hound, vagabond, cad, <laughs> cad, cad live, yeah, miscreant, blackguard, dastard, knave, varlet, wastrel, mountback, pickaroon, scamp, rascal, <laughs> devil, monkey, mischief, meeker, scallywag, monster, horror, terror, holy terror, perisher type, scally, hellion, varmint, varmint, yeah, I know varmint. that varmint, no, straight out of the world west, scapegrace, rapscallion, rapscallion. I think most of those describe us, don't they? They do, they do. Um, and there is that connotation of, uh, I guess, yeah, actually linked to today's topic, you would assume if you, if you someone was a rogue or someone was a, a lovable cad, right, they, they kind of, they always have that positivity, as you said, they always have that twinkle in the eye. And, and often we find with this game we're involved in, if we bring it back down to kind of day game and dating, that there are periods yeah. of challenge, right? Mm. Um, mm. That And, and it's, it's a, we'll go into detail, but it's a lot about momentum with this. And we've all yeah. gone through periods of maybe a bit of a draw spell or guys will typically do a bit of day game, maybe get in a relationship. You take your foot off the gas because you're not being an asshole. You're not actually necessarily getting with other people. Well, maybe mm. you are. Um, so I know some guys that do that kind of world's most ethical fisherman routine, catch and release to kind of maintain their fursing skills, but must be a very frustrating thing to do. Um, mm. But we all come. We all, we all have those dry spells. I mean, the obvious challenging point from a lot of guys who have been locked down for Corona is they're coming back out, and it's kind of like, oh fuck, I feel like I'm back to square one here. Nothing's yeah. working. Yeah, I'm, I'm going yeah. through the motions. I'm going through the motions. I remember I, when I when I first did, I was very lucky. I got a very kind of fluky result early on. The second day of the boot camp training I did with Terreira and Co. Daygame.com. Mm. I took home a. Brazilian girl and she was just into me and she was leaving so just I wasn't doing anything right I was doing so much wrong in hindsight but for whatever reason she just liked me yeah um, but after that I had a, a you know kind of that learning period that pain period like when's it going to happen again so yeah. a lot of guys see, I guess the primary thing that would you know we see guys is they haven't actually got that positive reference experience they haven't got that you know that number into a date, into taking a girl home from day game, yeah. So it's kind of like chicken and the egg. They're, they're, they're relying on what we're saying, going, well, it seems feasible, but because they physically haven't done it, it's kind of like a kind of fake it to you make it thing, isn't it, to a degree? Yeah, it, it has to be, unfortunately. And it, it is a an act of 
faith to some degree while you're if you're learning this stuff and it's you've never done it and it's it's never worked for you before you know what if once it's worked for you a few times and you realize okay actually yes this can be done this is possible you know which it, which obviously it is then it, it, you're in a slightly different space then because you know then you know okay well i've just got to keep I've just got to keep pushing forwards with this. And at some point, something's going to stick, right? So then your dry spells or your, like, how can you put it? Like, like less fallow periods or whatever, right? They are not as bad. But I think right at the beginning, it is quite tough because you're thinking, well, the, the whole model is on proof for me. You know, these guys are saying it works, but how do I actually know it works? You know, so it's it's kind of like, and in that instance, you do need, I think, a little bit of fake it till you make it to get over that hump. You do, don't you? And there's no... You just have to trust in the process and you have to trust when people like us, you know, put out content showing students going through that process themselves. We try and obviously be as above as possible, as transparent as possible. But there is like any skill set, I guess, there's that the full age of stages of learning, right? At the beginning, you are shit. You do realize you're shit. Yes. There's not much you can do about it. And you just have to go through the motions until you get better. I think having that strong desire why is a big thing, that Nietzsche-esque why to overcome any how, any what, whatever that may be, whether that's dating two or three yeah. morning night exclusively that you really like, whether that's finding a girl, you know, bisexual girlfriends have threesomes with, whatever it may be, having that why is super important to fall back on. So you can yes. kind of remember why you're out doing it. It is going to be challenging. Um, yeah, keeping that desire strong is really key, I think. And I mean, within that is things like, you know, watch a bit less porn, don't don't fap all the time, you know, things things like that. And I know it's very basic manosphere advice. And I'm not coming at this from a holier than thou sort of, oh, no, you know, go monk mode sort of position. But I do think that if you can keep, you know, you actually want it, right? You're actually hungry for it. And that's really important because when you're hungry for something, you tend to work harder for it and you tend to put yourself out on a limb a bit more, right? You tend to take more risks because it's like shit. You know, it's the old it's the old analogy, isn't it? If you had a gun pointed to your head, you'd probably do pretty much anything, right? So if you really, really want the outcome, then you're going to work that much harder for it. So if the outcome is, well, I, I really want to meet an attractive girl and I want to make something happen with her, and you really, really want that and you're focused on that, you're more likely to do whatever's necessary, right, to get there. Okay. Yeah, and I was just scrolling through for a quote related to the fat thing because it'd be interesting to go into detail. But what we may may think is obvious is not. So I completely agree. I think this needs to be you need to be driven driven from a sexual desire. At the end of the day, you can pretend you're you're doing whatever here. And yeah, we are getting more social. It is about identity change, becoming extroverted. But really, we are going out to meet and date high quality, attractive women, right? And there's nothing wrong with fucking doing that. But people need to stop bullshitting themselves if you are sitting there watching porn twenty four seven fucking jerking it off, you know, yeah. spanking the monkey on a daily basis. Your inherent motivation, your drive is not going to be there. So it is going to, you know, be harder. I'm getting basic stuff like, you know, I, I do it. I know you've done it recently. Getting your testosterone levels checked after the age yeah. of 30. There's a very high proportion of men who lack whose testosterone levels have dipped due to stress factors, poor diet, lifestyle, smoking, drinking, whatever, or just generally aging. That manifests itself as low, low, completely low sex drive, i.e. lack of interest in the opposite sex to a large degree. Poor yeah. concentration, putting on fat, crowing tits to a degree. I mean, all this stuff. But there was a quote one of the students actually left on the thread talking about wanking, right? So it's an interesting one. And he says, chimp in state of nature never jerks off. So a monkey in a state of nature never jerks off, but in captivity he does. What does this mm -hmm. mean? In a state of nature, he's too busy to put plainly. His concern with mastering space, 
solving problems of life in un, in and under trees, mastering what tools he can, mastering social relations and jockeying for power and status. Deprived of this drive to development and, and self-increase, he devolves to pointless masturbation. In captivity, where he senses he's in an own space and therefore the futility of all his efforts and all, of act- and, and all his actions. The ominism of modern society is connected with its supposed hypersexualization, its infertility. It's not really hypersexualization, hyper- but the devolution of the spirit to the lassitude of a diffuse and weak sexuality. That's from a book wow. called Bronze Age Pervert. Uh, no, that's from a book called Bronze Age Mindset. It's written by Bronze Age Pervert. But basically the point is... Oh, yeah, right, yeah, saying, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what he's saying there other than don't jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> well, he seems, he seems to be saying something like the reason that you jerk off is because, or the reason that... Uh, that chimps jerk off or who, whatever the example was is because they were in, in captivity actually. So if you're jerking off, it's, it's, it's a sort of a, it, it sort of shows that you're somehow imprisoned by something. And if you weren't imprisoned by that thing, you probably wouldn't be jerking off. Well, I can't believe we're not analyzing this, this, this deeply, but you, you know, um, so I think if you are in a sort of a state of inertia, where you're sitting around, you know, you're the archetype where you're playing the video games, you're eating the, the proverbial Cheetos and all of that sort of stuff. And you're just sitting there jerking off. You're a very, it's, a, it's a very passive space to be in, right? Because you're sort of imprisoned by not not being able to break out of that, not thinking like, fuck it, I'm just going to go out into society and I'm going to make stuff happen for me because I'm, I'm that's what I want to do, right? I'm going to dictate, I'm going to be the captain of my own ship, okay? And I think when you break out of that, you're just, and you're going out there, you're going and talking to people, you're socializing, plus you're, you know, you're going to the gym, you're doing all of the, all of the rest of the things that we would recommend, then you're going to be less inclined to because you've just got more going on somehow. I think that's probably the simplest way that I, to put it, how I see it. Yeah, and just going back to what you said about the no fat gig, because it, it, it is almost a quasi-religious movement. Is it you're not allowed to bang as well? No, I think. Well, I, I think it depends what, why you're doing it, right? I mean, there's a whole there's there's not that I've massively researched this, but like on Reddit, you've got a big community of no fat people, and some of those uh, probably would include banging because for various reasons, because they believe you know I'll save your semen because it's this this amazing essence and you know all, all this kind of stuff. Um, but from a sort of a dating pers- game perspective, the people that recommend it there i think they're more saying you can have sex sure because that's you know kind of what you're aiming to do but don't jerk off the rest of the time because that is kind of like that's not your that's that's giving you an easy out right that's not allowing you to get to the end game and and that broadly speaking i can see i can see the logic in that although i think you need to clean the pipes you know every now and then but you know the, the key thing is you're not doing it the whole time because it does reduce your desire and if, mm. and desire is the thing that makes you go for it. Yeah, it does. I, I, I kind of, I've never really got into kind of looking at the thing. I mean, it, for me, it's quite obvious that you just don't wank too much because I just know I feel like a person. I'm not actually out approaching, but I kind of, I guess from a personal perspective, kind of follow that model. Um, I don't tend to wank actually much unless I'm, yeah, it tends to be I'll just go and, you know, have sex. That tends to be what I do. The occasional time, but I'm not like, Sitting, I used to watch a lot of porn. I, I, I really, even if you're still wanking a bit, guys watching this, I would highly recommend you stop watching porn. It's, it's very, it's very damaging. Because yeah, I bet if I've had loads of students come out, but American-based terminology, obviously the doctors there love, love to just make up terminology left, right, and centre. But porn-induced 
erectile dysfunction is a, is a, is a proper thing. In the US, mm. it's a recognized condition. It's basically guys watching hours and hours of 4K glistening content, you know, beautiful corpses writhing everywhere. Basically, when they go and sleep with a quote-unquote normal girl, they can't get it up because they're so used to these fucking, you know, trailers, you know, these incredible images that have been bla- emblazoned into their brain that your yeah. brain can't do. Your brain's kind of only banging tens, except you're not banging tens because you're not yeah. banging muscles. But yeah, yeah so I, yeah. I stay away. There's, there's some really interesting TED talks where they talk about the, the effects of the porn on the brain. I think yeah. so you should definitely give up. Yeah, person. but I would say, like, years ago, you know, I was certainly, and this was actually even before I learned game, right? So there was a point in time, I was in Manchester, I was living up there because I'd gone to university there and I was going out to a lot of the clubs and I was doing a lot of just approaching in nightclubs, bars, all that kind of stuff. And... Funnily enough, actually, when I sort of stopped drinking, I actually began approaching even more. It's like it really went off the scale. Suddenly we were going out five, seven nights a week sometimes, you know, to any kind of night. We go to a hard techno night. Then we go to like some pop indie indie night. Then we go to some like, um, you, you know, just anything. It didn't matter. We'd just go out all the time and we'd be approaching right. girls the whole time. And, you know, I got, I, got, I got blown out all over the place. Yeah, sure. But I also got a lot of uh, successes as, as, as well. And I dated, you know, quite a few girls up there. And it was this was this was before I learned any of this stuff. I didn't know about any of this kind of, you know, the technical side of things. But I was just putting myself out there and smashing it. And I believe that and, and I was I did punch above my weight in terms of the results that I was getting. So I would see other better-looking dudes around, taller dudes, you know, whatever, right? And I was certainly punching above my weight. And it was quite visible in Manchester as well because it's a relatively small city. So you can kind of see what's happening. You can see what other guys are doing. And I, I was definitely punching above my weight. And I put that down entirely to the fact that I just really wanted it. I don't think it came down to anything else except the fact that I just really wanted it. And I was going out and just taking action the whole time. And that was it. Do you know what I mean? Everything else I was probably doing wrong. But those two yeah. things in themselves, that, that made the difference. That innate desire. And, and there is always a tendency, isn't there, to a completely overcomplicate game. And actually, yeah. sometimes when you just throw all that shit out the window, but you're just fucking horny and you, you don't give a fuck yeah. about the You can get blown out loads, but you find one horny bird and you're like, bang. Um, yeah. That's it. And I, I, I mean, I think you, you've read the six years of challenge PDFs. Yeah, yeah. I think they're brilliant, but that's essentially his prep fundamental premise. It's stop dicking around, approaching me shit, go and find the bird who's down for it. Right. Kind of like a kind of a, a more modern, a more nuanced version of mode one. And obviously yeah. it didn't have, when I was reading it, it wasn't some black guy's voice shouting in my head. Um, like it would be if you're reading Alan Roger Curry's mode one. Um, but yeah, I, I think the six years of challenge stuff is brilliant. I've been trying to get hold of him for an interview for years but he just doesn't seem to exist as a person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's even doing content anymore. I'm not even sure. He did. Well, I saw one video of him once and that was it. Mm. I never, I don't think he ever really put out content, but some of the, some of the stuff in there is just so high level. And yeah. it's so, it really simplifies it, doesn't it? It's no bullshit attitude. Yeah. Because it's yeah. so easy to get caught up in this kind of, yeah, contradictory stuff. Yeah. Everything we read. And, and often all the stuff, you've got one principle which is legit and you've got another principle that completely contradicts each other. And it's just, I can see why for guys coming into this to learn this stuff. It's a, it's a challenging, you know, to use the trigger yeah. word again, challenging environment, even to know where to fucking start. And it's yes. no wonder people get laden down in theory and don't end up taking any action because it's just, it's analysis paralysis to a high degree. God mm. knows how mm. much material there is out there in the mm. quote-unquote manosphere written about game. I mean, just just 
re- reams and reams of, of content, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, uh, just tons. And ultimately, we did. You know, there is a tendency to overcomplicate it, and you know, we we really shouldn't. And I think that the the sort of stuff that you're putting out now and I'm putting out as well, it we are trying to take it back to basics a bit in a way. It is literally. This is about social skills. It's not about wearing a furry black hat. It's not about wearing a pink feather boa and, you know, doing weird peacocking and all this crazy stuff. It's just about being a normal guy, seeing something that you want and going and going and taking a shot, right? I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. Obviously, there's more to it than that. Obviously, that yes, there are nuances. Yes, there are things you can learn, et cetera, et cetera. But in the end, you know, we're not talking about rocket science here, are we? We are talking about a very fundamental human drive. Yeah, and I think one of the key things we talk about getting through those challenging periods is momentum and social skills. We've talked about this before, but the old school kind of method of doing day game would be go out, you do your, your 10 approaches over three days, take two hours of time, but then the rest of the time you act like the old you. Well, that yeah. was at least the impression I, I was kind of getting from reading material or, or knowing guys that were teaching it. It wasn't a focus on fundamental change and increase in social skills. And what we really want to be doing is be as sociable as we can the entire time practice those social skills because that builds momentum and we can't be good at shit we don't do with frequency but also yeah. the more frequently we practice our social skills the better we become with the more yeah. social emotions switched on the better at active listening the better at being teasy flirty all this stuff and then laced into that is kind of like if you can approach two or three girls a day every day that's perfect right if you go mm-hmm. through that process if someone was ch- ch- struggling with game now challenge in challenging periods hadn't got results for a while if he just shut the fuck up, didn't watch another one of our videos ever again, but just stuck to the advice of go out and every fucking day go and speak to two new women that you find attractive until you're going on dates and getting laid. He would, within some weeks or within some months, meet a number of women who gelled with him that he found attractive and he would go with. It is simply a, a process of consistency. But as yeah. is so hard with this thing, and our, as our job revolves around to a large degree, it's finding ways to keep guys consistent because it's so hit and miss. I do not why guys are so incapable actually of sticking mm. to the process of actually just speaking mm. and opening their mouth to one, two, three other females that they find attractive. They don't know every day. I don't, it's not that big a deal. It doesn't take that much time, but for some reason mm. guys are literally terrible. Like they just cannot, cannot do it. And so that's, I guess what we've been trying to do for, for what I've been trying to do for years trying to give that find a way to get them to do that consistently well it's it's really trying to get back to the fundamental why isn't it as well and and like we say with this the why is driven by desire ultimately but you've got to think back because it's it's like people used to say i mean if this woman was in your bedroom and she was just wearing her underwear and everything you know you'd be like fantastic this is amazing right this is fantastic but because there's all of these if you feel like there's all these steps in the way, you sort of forget what that end game would, would look like. And you don't go in at the beginning, but it's, it's like um, they talk about this in entrepreneurship. You know, you've got to be prepared to do the, the less glamorous work before you get the, the big success at the end. Right. And it's the same thing with game. You know, you, you want that bit at the end, you know, when she's sitting there and she's in the bedroom and she's, she's looking amazing and whatever. Right. Um, but you don't want to do those. You're like, Oh, I can't be bothered. You don't want to do those little steps to get there, but you need to do those steps to get there because otherwise you're, you're never going to get to that end game. So it's just keeping in mind. It's almost the visualization, right? What do what, ultimately I want that thing at the end. And if you can keep that in mind, then that will spur you on to, to do the actions. 
it's so it's so important isn't it um yes it's so important and and those things can shift but again most guys don't know what they want and i'd say what most guys would be happy with from my experience of working with a number of clients over over a period of time would be dating two girls that they're really into non-exclusively and then the ability to go out and occasionally hook up with another girl that yeah. for my for my kind of trial and error and, and working with a number of people that seems to be the kind of a, a good thing to have you don't have to do that but it seems to bring enough satisfaction you've got the emotional investment emotional connection you're also not more than two girls not exclusively I've, I've, in my experience it's it's too it's actually you don't have enough time if you're dating three girls not exclusively you know you see them twice a week which mm. is I mean, you wouldn't but that's six days a week right that's impossible even if you saw them once a week that's half your week gone yeah. and then you're drained of you know <laughs> on, on many a level of, of everything yeah yeah your, your chance of actually going out and socializing are probably quite limited so you almost want to keep it like a bit like the japanese eating style eat till you're 80 percent full i think if you have two girls non-exclusively that you like it still allows you that 20 percent of the tank to either go and hook up with a new girl or go and chase others keep those social skills fresh so if you're yeah if guys watching this struggling to, to be like well, what should my goal be if you're learning this, I think that's a good goal. Aim for two girls that you're actually really into, date them non-exclusively, have a rotation, and then have a have a basically the equivalent of a free spot where you, you're going out, you can't you're still approaching and stuff, you're you're levering up your skill set and you've got the potential to just randomly hook up with girls here and there. I think that's a healthy yeah. target for that that seems to yeah. be satisfying for a lot of guys. Yeah, that seems uh, a decent thing to aim for, particularly because many guys coming into this, perhaps they're not at this point, looking for that exclusivity. They're not necessarily looking for that, that special someone, you know, and, and they, they actually want a bit of variety. But but like you say, too much variety can also be problematic. If you're dating, there was a point when I was dating five girls at the same time and it was just, it was nuts. Do you know That's what I mean? I was, I was exhausted. It was, it, it was really just very, very unwieldy, very hard to manage. And in the end, I just allowed them all to sort of, you know, to... to to drift off because it, it was like it was just too much you know so i think i think it, uh, realistically you know something more like like two or so, or so is um is a lot more doable yeah five is like how often were you seeing them well mate i i was seeing them like literally one a night like monday night tuesday night wednesday night thursday night uh, it was mental and then i was going to work the next day it was just it, it was too much you know it, it was it, it was uh, uh unwieldy let's say and then um, it just that 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 cycle would then just repeat. So essentially, you've got no free time to yourself yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too much, isn't it? You just must be nice exactly because you need some. You, you need that. That's. I mean, I, I I normally take a day or a couple of days off at of the weekend, but you need that free space, right? You need that space just to just to not be a, come home and then you're with somebody else immediately, right? You just need that time for yourself, also. It's so, too much. It's too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. but but two days yeah. ago. Is, is in i almost yeah. need one day one, one day off one day on yeah but we were chatting recently weren't we offline and i was saying you know my i i feel sometimes my i felt like my motivation had dipped a little bit and i think there's elements you know as, a, as you get let's say a little bit older you know you get i'm in my 40s obviously you're in your 30s it, it's sort of like um that you do then have to manage this stuff you know that when i what i'm talking about with the the five girls that was actually in my in my late 30s so by that point you are getting a little bit i mean if i was 22 maybe it would have been different but at, at that age it was getting a little bit much and now i'm even older than that it, it, the whole thing is you've got to sort of manage your energy levels i think haven't you but one thing that i have noticed and i i believe this is the i mean obviously yeah check your testosterone all of that stuff but 
when you put the action in, then the fire, the passion starts to come back. Like so if, if, this is a key premise as well that we wanted to touch on. It's such a good point. I really recommend guys check out Models by Mark Manson and also Blog yeah. because he's a very smart guy. And he came up with this principle and I basically just hijacked it. Although I've given him you know, credit, but applying it to day game, which is, yeah, you never feel like you want to go out of the house, do you? Yeah. If we completely wait for our feelings to line up with the correct course of action, we never do anything. One in a hundred times you might wake up going, if your activity is the gym, I really feel like the gym. Maybe more than that, because the gym can be quite addictive. But for day game, one in a hundred times you might spring out of bed and be like, I feel really good. You know what I'm going to yeah. do today? I'm socialize. But 99 times out of 100, you won't feel like that. But the correct course of action, you know, is to walk out of your house and get those approaches done because yeah. you're out of leads. And leads are the lifeblood of their like sales. Yeah. So if we just wait for our feelings to match the correct course of action, we never do shit, right? We have mm. to get used to fucking our feelings, saying, fuck you, I know what I need to do. Feelings are temporary, they're fleeting. Give a fucking one keys, crack on, do what you need to do. And that and that's such a key premise. And, and for, for fast periods of my life, I was I've been an incredible procrastinator and done, you know, been very unproductive because I've kind of, I didn't realize that. I just, you know, just kind of think, oh, I don't feel like it, so I shouldn't do it. So no, yeah. no, that no, that's not, that's ridiculous. God yeah. knows how yeah. many years of my life I wasted not doing things I should have been doing just because yeah. I didn't understand that. It's like yeah. fucking hell. It was a, yeah. it was a groundbreaking for me to realize. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm exactly the same. But um, but just in terms of the desire for that we're talking about, desire for these for these women, because you do sometimes. I get people coming into my you know, chat and they'll say things like, yeah, but you know, um, but how do you motivate yourself to go and talk to all these different women? Because there, there are so few quality women around, you know, I only go for the nines and the tens and I only see one of them a month. So I, I couldn't possibly, you know, throw myself into this. And for, I, I think that that's BS. I think the person saying that, I don't, I don't think that that is true. But if you are in a state of, of your life where you're like, do you know what? I've kind of done this a bit. I, I'm, the, the 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 glitter isn't quite there anymore. It, it, there is that that possibility you can get a bit jaded with it. You're like, oh, do, you, do I really, you know? <sighs> but what tends to happen if you just do the actions anyway and you interact with 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 different women? What you find is you're like, actually, well, she is, I, I she is really attractive. Or that girl, there was something about her. There, she, there was something really hot about her, and then it pulls you back in. So you can mm. reignite that, I think. Massively, and and you should always be looking to change up what you're doing. And for me, it was like one of the regrets I had is not traveling sooner with it. Tramping around Oxford Street for four years, meeting someone, it'd be like, "How do you meet them?" They, they were like, um, "In a bar." It's like that doesn't count. You weren't patrolling up down and up and down Oxford Street, calling people friends. Fuck you. I'm a day game. Mm. It got a bit weird. I was like, you know, it, it, it was just like, what am I doing? So anyway, the last four years traveling has been the best of my life. Remarkable Mixing. experience. Mixing it up, different locations, and mixing stuff. it up, but also changing your goals. You know, make chat. You know, what what make a section. I always say, to guys, make a bucket list, right? Yeah. And actually, a bucket list of shit you want to do and try and plan out. Like for me, I want to do a vlog in the next four years where I travel to every single state in the US um, on a on a motorbike. That's how I travel. I'm going to vlog the whole thing, and I can only mm. go from one state to the next if I bang one girl from the state and I have <laughs> I have like a picture of ID. I do one state activity. So, for example, if I was in Alaska, I'd do husky racing, and I eat yeah. one steak dish, whatever the famous dish is. And then once I tick that off, I'm like, okay, to the next place. Mm. I'll take a yeah. whole fucking year doing every single fucking state on a motorbike. That'll be fucking sick. That's yeah. on the list. But I have to make sure I actually then plan it in and do it. I've got things like skydives I still haven't done. 
um, all sorts of stuff, bullet out, bullet and ritual. I'm going to ayahuasca, ayahuasca mm. at the end of the year, but also alongside that, make a sexual bucket list because this mm. shit again, it's not just going to happen. It's not like oh, it's all fine. It's one day. It's all going to fall into place. It doesn't take fucking responsibility for life. We know a lot of guys who are kind of they love this kind of woe me mentality of oh, the whole world is to blame. But mm. let's be honest. If you're if the whole world is is seemingly wrong, but you're in a dire position. Who's probably doing the wrong thing there, or who probably needs to re reflect on their own behaviour? Probably you, right? It's not mm. the world that's the issue; it's you, your perspective, right? Your lens onto the world. But I digress slightly. Make a sexual bucket list. Map out all the stuff you want to do sexually, and fucking do it, right? Yeah. How do we get on? What am I talking about? Sexual bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> um, just keep keep giving guys motivation. Really, it's like, what is your what is your goal? Oh, yeah, what's your, what's your end game? challenge? Yeah, yeah, awesome. and maybe and maybe you know. Maybe for for this is something that 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 we all need to be doing, right? This is something I need to do, right? Because you need to think, okay, so I've done these different things. I've lived in this kind of lifestyle. I've lived that kind of lifestyle. Okay, so what is the next thing? What what do I want to look different in you know the second half of twenty twenty one, right? Or or whatever, right? So we all need to be challenging ourselves all the time, don't we? And mixing mm. it up because otherwise you can get uh, jaded. You can get stuck in a sort of a uh, a loop and it's just not very you need to you need to keep reigniting that fire don't you make a little hero's journey even if you're watching this and you're in london like for the next four weeks when you go out to do your day game pick up get the tube map on your phone pick a fucking station you haven't been to before make sure it's not somewhere super dodgy obviously we don't want robberies but somewhere a bit random say you usually go on oxford street pick angel pick mm. elephant castle pick camden town get off and then just walk for 90 minutes, explore the area, be in the moment. If you happen to see a hot girl, approach her. Oh, I'm doing yeah. a little tour of London. I've, I've come to, I've never been up here before. Do you want to come for a bit? You know, see the city you live in. Do it, even on a micro level, you can change it up. Just every single different tube stop. Jump there and, yeah. and do your project there one day. It'd be far more fun, far more exciting. For me, one of the biggest things to, to fall back on because I come from a sales background of facts, not feelings. My, my manager always talks about it. He used to be like, fuck your, fuck your feelings. Show me the facts. I was like, he was like, show me your KPIs, KPIs, key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how many calls have you made? How many converted leads? How many callbacks? Right. I always say to guys, the best way to not go insane from cold approach, because a good ratio is every, every 25 to 30 approaches is one new girl in your bed. Track it on your fucking phone. Thursday approaches dot, dot psh, numbers, yeah. dot, dot. Dates, dot, dot, Friday, da, 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 da. Do that for weeks in a row and you can see your KPIs and you can see, actually, you know what? I banged three girls in the last, you know, I don't know, four, four weeks. That's that's not bad, even if you thought you are doing shit. Or actually, oh, I thought I was bossing it and you realise, fuck, I've only opened, I've opened like four people, you know, in the last two mm -hmm. weeks. No. Like, so track, track, track. It's so important. We're not talking about some weirdo Excel spreadsheet vibes. We're, mm, we're going mm. deeper into detail because for me anyway, the goal is not quantity. It's me, cool girls, right? But yeah. you have to be putting the work in. And we always say minimum you need to be doing per week. Speak to 20 new females that you don't mm. know. That's cold approach. If you're not doing that, in my opinion, you're not playing the game. 99% of people watching this stuff, thinking they're doing day game, aren't even doing the number side of it. They're not even doing the bare minimum. They need to be doing to put themselves in the arena to potentially get results. Mm. Watching YouTube videos and speaking to one girl and then going, oh, I had a good day today, and then taking seven days off. That's not doing day game. I'm sorry. People just mm. yeah, delusional, I think. I think I mean, mm. they love, we all know that they love theory, hence why the 76 guys watching us chin like here about absolute nonsense.
<laughs> it's, no bad, it's no bad thing, but what I'd hope these guys do. Oh, good. One guy's fucked off. 75. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's got out. He's got out. He's got the number down slowly. That'd be amazing. Yeah, he's gone. That guy's Fuck gone it. out and he's gone into the street and he's gone and done an approach. He's hiding in the Victoria's Secret, sniffing underwear. Asking <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you, you know, you, you, you've got to be out there and you've got to be doing it. But the thing is, it, it is it is actually fun when you break the you know through the the nervousness and you break through the reluctance and you just go out there and launch yourself it, it is fucking fun i mean listen i'm sitting in a darkened room right now you know i've been doing i'm doing this show i was doing a show before you know but but it's beautifully sunny out there there's loads of people out there's loads of you know beautiful women out in this wonderful city you know and it's kind of like it's exciting to think you could go out there and you could talk to somebody and it could change literally it could quite literally change the course of your life i'm not saying you know you, you're gonna marry her or whatever but you know you could go out there and you could meet somebody just randomly today and you could have an amazing experience with that person and that's a that's a really exciting thing i think it's fucking exciting and every single girl you've dated that's exactly what's happened you've gone on this crazy cool adventure she loves it because it plays into that fancy of like she's met a random dude right and she goes yeah. on this adventure with you and it's, they remember that shit. Women are also mm. jealous because their their friend goes, "How do you meet?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, he came up to me in a bookstore or a coffee shop." And it's like that's fucking cool, right? So yeah, I agree, and and it's a great mindset to come from. What's what's going to happen? Leave when you leave your house. I'm not thinking, "Oh woe me, oh fuck, I don't want to go and get blown out." I'm like, "Fuck, what's what what can happen today?" Right? Not just with get day game, but with life. I'm always thinking, "Well, what cool shit can happen today, mate?" Yeah, and, you know, and it helps if you just jet around and get go fly on random planes and touch down in random countries as well. But yeah. again, that's taking control of your circumstances. I've I've consciously decided to live that lifestyle. I didn't no one put me into that. It's a very unusual yeah. lifestyle. People hear me talking about my lifestyle and they're like, "Oh man!" Some loads of guys are like that's amazing. Some guys are like, "Oh, you you seem really jaded from it." I'm like, "No, I fucking love it." Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people can't understand it because my my age, kids, kids, my age, people my age. I'm sure, obviously, for yourself, Troy, a lot of your original friends now married with kids. Same yeah. with mine. You know, out of my mm -hmm. original mm -hmm. friendship group from from uni, uh, from school. Sorry, pretty much all of them settled down with kids. So now I'm living a very very different lifestyle. But I've chosen to live that lifestyle. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to have that sense of you know, I did well, ideally, you know, you want to have that sense of excitement and that sense of like, I'm, I'm just, I'm really living how I want to be living, you know? And if you can get there, then that is an amazing place to be. And then you get real momentum through that as well. Yeah, agreed. And, and just on the point about, you know, going through challenging times, guys, if you're watching this and you've tried to do this yourself or with wings for anything more than two months and you're not really getting any sort of results or what you're not where you want to be stop wasting your fucking time and get in touch with us because we teach this full time if you're watching this which you are you obviously resonate with what we're talking about in some degree um and we are the guys to, to, to help you with that and on that note we've got a boot camp coming up don't we uh in, mm. in london 7 till 17th to 20th of june um 2479 pounds the top of my head i think no 2279 you can do a day rate for those on a budget. You just turn up. You can just do one day, six fifty, one day, or you can do two days, or you can do three days, all four days. We're being flexible with that. What would they expect if they were to come on that, Troy? Well, I mean, we ran one fairly recently in London, and it it really was a trip. You know, we really put that bunch of guys through their paces. You know, we had guys who were turning up on day one, and they were nervous. They were like, I mean, one guy was was shaking. You know, he was really really nervous about about the prospect of going in a 
approaching, going and talking to a to a girl that he was attracted to, and you know by by the, the end of you know we put them through their paces. We not just like pushing you into the hardest sets, but certainly just 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 going out like okay, right, you know, go and go and talk to her. Okay, you've talked to her. This is what you said. Okay, so giving you feedback, tweaking it. All right, and you know you find very very quickly guys who had no momentum before suddenly they've got this massive momentum. They're going out there and they're absolutely smashing it. And it really was a joy to see um, in the last event uh, the the journey really that these guys went on. You know, because all of them had that hero's journey, didn't they? And they went from, mm. you know, this this baseline or different baselines, but all of them saw significant um, transformations in terms of the way that they were interacting and the kinds of feedback they were getting from the from the market. You know, kind of feedback they were getting from the women out there. So it was it's it's a fantastic. If you want to do a short sharp right, I'm just going to really gear up my dating life. You know, before before we hit peak summer. That, this is the way to do it. Completely agree. And so, and, and, and on that note, just to remind guys as well, after the June gig in London, um, then we've got Russia, myself and Mr. Francis, off to Mother Russia for the mm. whole of July. We've got three boot camps lined up there. We're going to take four guys in each location. First weekend, 8th to the 11th, off the top of my head. Yeah. In Petersburg, which is yes. kind of the more friendly, you know, second city of Russia, I guess. And we've got the big one where you've got probably some of the worst looking women I've ever seen. The Babushka's dying <laughs> stations combined with some of the hottest looking women you've ever seen. The, uh, you know, literally just Victoria's Secret model style stunners um, in one place, Moscow, 15th to the 18th. And I think it's the 22nd to the 25th is yeah, Sochi, okay. which is like the Russian Ibiza. So, I mean, the, the level, we've got a friend, JT, who on the ground there, um, he was sending me videos from last year and putting them on a group. I mean, it's literally the creme de la creme of the world's mm. hottest women from mm. Russian cities going down to a place on the coast. People will have heard of it. It's where, where they host the winter Olympics, but mm. it basically during the summer months, it's like a seaside town beach, everyone partying. I mean, that's going to be absolutely mental. Yeah. Um, we'll get some footage as well. Cause we've got the little DJI camera and your little spy cam. So it'll be, it'll be great to get some footage to show people what it's like, but if you can get over there, obviously get over there with us as far as uk visas go or uk citizens go we can we can sort out that process for you or we'll put you in touch with people that can do it one trip one trip one trip um to, to russia cost would be like visa wise what 30 pounds something like that uh i think so yeah it depends i mean there's going to be different you, you might pay a little bit more to get it back more quickly but uh it's not it's not hugely expensive no if you expediate the process, expediate the process, maybe maybe a couple of weeks tops to get it done. Um, and yeah, about 30 quid. And we can help you through that process. And for those of you that say you can't get into Russia, yes, you can from the UK from June the 1st, you can get in. So you can get you in can. now. And you can get in now anyway, because you can fly via a different country. And we know guys, well, through our net, through our contacts over there, we know got British guys with British passports who are going in now. Uh, with no problem at all. It's just, you know, if you're, you, there, there are certain countries you can fly direct from. Germany's one of them. Um, if you've got a, a British passport and you, you've got a Russian visa, you could go today if you wanted to. So it's, you know, it's, it's open and it's happening over there, isn't it? Yeah, it is completely open um, internally. It looks like COVID was ever there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm super excited. It's going to be, it's going to be fucking amazing that month. And, We've got a few guys sign up to the Moscow one. We've got a couple more spaces for that. We've got a couple more spaces for St. Petersburg as well. And obviously Sochi. And it'd be great to have some of you guys there. 
you can get into to Russia. I don't care. You know, you're going to have to be a bit creative with it, like I've done for the entirety of basically coronavirus, doing the Great Escape, jumping from country to country. But I spent essentially no no time in lockdown the last 12 months. I've had the time of my life. And again, it was me taking control of that process and being like, well, fuck this. I'm not going with the status quo. Getting into Russia, just go via places. There are ways of doing it. Again, we can if you get in touch with us, either send Troy an email or myself an email details will be below. And we can get on a WhatsApp call and map you through the process, whatever it will be, or put you in touch with people who can help you get into that, you know, through the process. So don't worry about it. Just be thinking, would I like to be in Russia? Would I like to be learning this stuff with some of the whole world's horses women? If you resonate with our content, highly recommend that you get in touch with us and we can have a chat about maybe taking that forward. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a blast. It really, really is fantastic over there, particularly in summer because, it, you know, some people I was talking to a friend the other day right and he was like oh no I just I like I like going in winter because you know it looks really nice and they've got the Christmas lights and all that and that's true you know um it's Moscow in the snow St Petersburg in the snow they've got all the Christmas lights up and stuff yes it's very beautiful but it's also bloody cold right you go in the (laughs) summer and it's really warm and guess what you know all the all the ladies are you know dressed appropriately for that and it's it's a fantastic time so now is a, is a july is a great time to go yeah i, I i'm in, in agreement there is something quite romantic about that isn't there the cold kind of snow and, and dressed yeah. up and the big russian fur hats but also you yeah. don't really know what you're getting do you we've all seen that <laughs> yes. kind of meme with like off come the 10 layers of the fur and you're like oh fuck it's a it's a horror show <laughs> babushka um, yeah it's like friday the 13th because they, they all wear their uh fur coats over there don't they massive fur coat, a lot of fur going on a lot of yeah animal rights aren't too happy but yeah but a lot of this gets very very cold right so people wearing a lot of clothes which obviously for 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 the visual you know amongst us we can't see the goods whereas that's why i love going to hot places like san diego like brazil you know peak of summertime where people are wearing essentially nothing or even gaming in gyms i do a lot of the time because i'm like i like a girl with a good body i like a girl who takes care of herself i can see exactly what i'm fucking getting Hence why I tend to do spend most of my time in, in hot weather places because people are wearing minimal. So you can actually see what's up. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, we digress as usual. Anything else we want to cover? Anything, any other kind of points? Um, well, I think that was the main thing really in terms of the, how, how to stay motivated. And I think there, for me, there are two things, right? There is, there is, think about your why, think about the desire, right? And focus That's on so that. Key, isn't it? That's so yeah. key. Focus on that. Yeah, sorry, 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 just one chart. But for guys who want to read around that, I'd suggest Google Nietzsche, Frederick Nietzsche, why? And basically, it's from a translation of his. I think it was from um, Angels, not Angels and Demons. Oh, God, one of his. Good and evil. Things. Good is and it... evil. Beyond good and evil, was it? Yeah. 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 And they, they obviously translate it from the original German, right? But there's all sorts of articles. There's, a good, there's quite a good writing website called Median where they, they write yeah. people write articles. And they, they've got loads of kind of application of that why to your to real life like how that would look like and it's good it just reminds you with day game have that why you're completely right Troy. yeah yeah exactly and um and the other thing is the old falling in love with the process as well um that's the falling in love with the process cold approach yes yeah so then it's like okay well i maybe i don't want to go to the gym this morning maybe i don't want to go and run five miles or whatever it is but you, you you do the basic things you know you put on your running shoes you put on your shorts you walk out the door, you put on your stopwatch or whatever you're going to do, you know, put on your timer on your Apple watch or whatever it is you're going to do. You know, you take the first step, you take the second step, right? It's it's breaking it down into those incremental steps and just falling in love with the grind. 
really is the thing. So, um, and then the rest follows on with that. So I think a combination of those two things have, have, has taken me through some, some of my tougher spots in the past. But also going in and dr- truly just going up and you go, being like, I'm going to have fun with this conversation. I'm going to have fun with that last conversation. I don't give a fuck whether she buys into it. Yeah, I'm obviously going to give her a compliment in some format, but I'm basically going to do and say what I want to do to a degree and have fun with it and just whatever happens, happens. And that kind of laissez-faire attitude where she genuinely knows that you, you want to, but you just don't give a fuck is super mm. attractive to mm. women. Mm. It's their, 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 their dial for sensing neediness is so well-tuned. That they can just tell mm. if you're, in, you're overly invested in that conversation straight away. And they're like, Matt, he's done. Right? Because as soon as you're more invested with a girl or, or outwardly show it to too high a degree, she's like, this guy's a chump. Yeah. Because you know, it's a whole, a whole adage of giving them the gift of chasing you. The, yeah. the ultimate position for women to be, able to, to be in with men is, is, is chasing you to some degree, isn't it? It shouldn't be yeah. the other way around. It shouldn't be. Like, it's not sexist to say it. It's just the case, just the fact. Yeah, although I think all of us really, we we all kind of to some extent want the things that we feel we can't have, right? And I think Completely. that applies to guys as guys as well as women, you know. Because um, this is the this is the thing. I mean, you've probably had this as well, right? You know, you, you, sometimes you might meet a woman, a girl who's really attractive, but she's just super into you. And yeah, there's something, it's <laughs> something about. Unfortunately, yeah. there's something about that that puts you off a bit. Whereas if she's a little bit doesn't mean she's she's a bitch, but if she's just a little bit more standoffish and you sense there's a she's a little bit more sort of independent in her nature those are the ones for me that are like catnip do you know what i mean it's like oh she's really a, you know there's something about her you feel that need to sort of try to reel her in more whereas the girl who's just all over you immediately you're just like yeah all right she's hot whatever you know but, but it just it, it means less because you have to do less right and i think that's and a universal I'll, human trait yeah and the flip side to that i mean that's why women put off men if the, if the guy's immediately like oh yeah I'll, you know i'll drop everything for you She's yes. sensing that neediness. Like she's just like, fuck, that wasn't a challenge. Yes. Um, yes. But know. it's it's I think it's more I think it's probably even more accentuated in women because women, of course, get all of get so many opportunities, right? You know, they're they're presented with many more opportunities than the average guy is. And so if you're and the majority of those guys are gonna be simps. You know, the majority of those guys on our Instagram feed are like putting like 15 hearts, like, oh but oh, you're so beautiful, and all of that. Um, and she doesn't even have to do anything. So you, you need to, she, you, you know, guys aren't generally speaking have as much simping thrown at them from women, unless you're Leonardo DiCaprio or somebody. Um, but but I think women see it a lot, and they really tune out those guys. They're they're much more ruthless, I think, with those guys than 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 perhaps men would be. Yeah, that's a great point. How would you define is simp basically the modern way of saying beta? I, I yeah, I, I I mean what yeah I. However you want to use that terminology, the the way I'm using it is just to say somebody who is um, just giving the woman excess attention before she's given anything back. Or, or, you you know, like, um, I I suppose a classic example is like the Instagram boyfriend who's like laying on the floor taking a picture of her so that she can put up this hot, sexy picture of her on her her Instagram feed that obviously other guys are going to see. You know, it's that that kind of thing. Um, I think white though is it like a, is it like an abbreviation of a word or is it like some no acronym? it's just a, no simp is just a word in its own right um it was an old slang it's, word. it's a modern thing it's, this is something that's come over the last few years though hasn't it this wasn't an, an old school yes. term or I wasn't well, well no but the word the word simp is quite is not that new I don't think I think it, it uh, used to we mean we've got it from him yeah, I don't know whether this is true but this is what he says 
is the, 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 the well I, partly but you could also simp for a very attractive woman as well you know um i think it's i think it's the it's basically about pedestalizing a woman it's right. putting a woman on a pedestal above you when she, when she hasn't earned it purely for a life, yes basically. exactly exactly particularly it's i mean well you could do it in a relationship as well you could you could be a simp for your girlfriend so you you know there is reciprocate some reciprocation there but you turn her off because you're a simp but it's even worse to do it when the woman hasn't even looked in your direction you know like you know the worst thing in the world is is, is like writing comments on instagram and stuff like that isn't it like oh my god you're so sexy you know and you're you know, and all of that stuff, right, is um, that's like, I would say, classic simping. The worst bit is actually seeing that, but it's like one of those, like, I can't remember his name, Kai something or other, well, but like an absolute jack bodybuilder. And it's yeah. just loads of men simping with the, they're like, oh, look at those guns, bro. <laughs> like, worshipping is, you're like, what the fuck are you up to, mate? Fucking, okay. well, that's, yes, you, you do get yeah. that as well. That's a, that's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit odd. Tusk is a simp for his big arms. I'm simping myself, Mr. Francis. The thing that people don't, I'm, I've got the one thing like Nadal has though in common with Nadal. Everyone like used to see Nadal play and he had one giant like fiddler crab arm. Yes. Um, but ironically, it wasn't his tennis playing arm. So God knows how much wanking he was doing to develop the size of that arm. But yeah, it's the same with me. I have one giant arm, one tiny arm. That's how it goes. Interestingly here, just from a very quick, um, I, I've got one giant arm as well, but that's from something something different. Um, only joking. I've got, uh, just for a very quick Google search here, it says that uh, simp etymology. So simp is a shortened version of the word simpleton. Um, and its okay. first known usage was in 1946, although it appeared in the New York Times as early as 1923. So the word simp itself is pretty old. Like I, I'd heard it years, you know, when I was younger and stuff like that. But the, the modern usage of it, I think is quite, like you say, is the last few years that people are using it specifically in this context. Right. Um, I think we I feel we've talked about this terminology far too much. Any any concluding thoughts, Mr. Francis? I know you've been going on oh, hours of, of, uh, of <laughs> hours of mental masturbation today. and not <laughs> enough uh, <laughs> and not enough action. Uh, yeah, do just what well, do you find talking about? I'm just a personal question between us, and you know, I'm just interested. But do you find talking about this stuff helps spurs you on to go and take action, or do you think there's a point where actually it becomes a tipping point of you you talk about it, you do maybe too much content in one day? And it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, the last thing I want to do is actually think about this stuff. Or how does uh, it work yeah. with you? Because obviously you put a lot, a lot of content and you've got, God knows how many different shows you've got. You've got your fingers in many pies, your proverbial <laughs> fingers in many pies. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, well, you're putting out daily content now, aren't you? But you're putting out like very motivational content. And, I, and that's the kind of content that I really like. Almost shouting at myself to basically yeah, yeah. get start my day. And then I use that as like, go hit the gym. Blah, 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 sales calls, some Portuguese, and I fuck off out the house, each client. I'm like, bang, I'm going to approach as well. So it's yeah. almost like I'm telling myself. Um, but I, yeah. I, have, I have I have gone through phases back in the old days of not having StreamYard, where I was recording hours of content, you know, in a few days, and I'd, I'd almost feel jaded by it. You do, um, you I, do. Uh, but, but, but that kind of content, that kind of motivational content, I personally really like, and that's more the kind of thing that I – I'm trying to do on my own channel. I mean, I don't right. like to get too much into the weeds apart from there's the, the one show that I do on Saturdays rule zero with Rollo Tomasi and Rich Cooper and these other guys. And those shows, because it, it passes around each person's channel. So today's, oh, today's right. on, it, today it's on Rollo's channel. And 
there's a sort of a group consensus about what the the topic is going to be or the person who owns the channel is going to make up the topic and you know that show does go more into the weeds of you know the sort of social aspects around dating and women and all all this kind of thing um but for myself for the most part i would rather keep things very practical and very actionable and i mean i i like i like a good old existential rant as as you know i mean i like considering the more sort of like but that's almost more like a, on a personal level I, i'm less interested in going talking about oh what are the political ramifications of feminism and stuff like this because it's just for me all of that is kind of like okay fine you know that there, there is a political context the social context for everything we do but fuck it you know you like are you going to make things happen for yourself or not so so i but i still do that show because obviously they're great guys and everything but um i don't think talking about this stuff too much helps at all you know no, i agree um, and i've always i've always done this from a personal perspective of i enjoy traveling the world and try day gaming dating and the second i hang up my proverbial condoms is the second you'll probably see my entirety of my content ever produced deleted you know, because I'll have no qualms leaving the industry in its entirety. I'm doing this purely for me, really. And this is my journey. But I realized going on that journey, I'm able to give people experience and, and value and stuff. But I'm doing yeah. it purely because I'm living this life as well. When I decide I'm, you know, if I ever decide I'm not living this life anymore, I will have no hesitation and immediately going away. I'm not going to hang around existentializing about stuff. It's just not what I want. That was never what I was here for. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I would also for my certainly for my video content, I would happily just delete everything. Do you know what I mean? Because there's there's nothing that I'm like, oh, my God, that 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 live stream was just so amazing. It needs to be saved for posterity or anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, unfortunately, um, it will be saved on every single Indian and scammer, uh, India, Chinese scamming website there is. Because when it goes up there, it then gets taken and, and put on so many other platforms. Right. So there's no real. Yeah. It will never no, really but, be deleted, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but I'd certainly delete all of that. But what I do hope to do is um, is is more, is more writing, and I would like the writing to, to perhaps to continue to exist. Do you know what I mean? Like, what like would be a good topic? Will be next on on the Francis agenda? Well, I mean, what what I really want to do, and what I've always what I kind of started out doing really was was it was more memoir type stuff. Really, it was more writing about the lifestyle, right? You know. Um, See, I yes. find that stuff far more fascinating. Like, you know, your your yeah. stuff about you going to sex parties and your personal kind of dirty and, and yeah. you know, grimy and kind of almost a bit Charles Bukowski's notes from a dirty old man or whatever. You know, that kind of vibe. That's that's really engaging, that personal anecdotal experience, yeah. far more than writing a, you know, game on uh, a book on game techniques. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone wants that personal touch. Everyone wants to buy into that story. Yeah. That's com- fascinating, right? Yeah, com- completely. And I mean, like, Bukowski is a, is a great example. There's another guy called Henry Miller, um, who was a dirty bastard who left his um, his wife and his uh, his young child and went off, fucked off to Paris and started having loads of sex and stuff over there. And he's a great writer as well. He's, he's more like those Henry guys. Miller, that I, interesting. Haven't yeah, him. he's a really, really great writer. So the, it's more like those guys that I would model, really, where they're telling the story. It's, it's more telling the story of the lifestyle. Now, now, because I got into the space and everything, I mean, I have written, obviously, books about game. You know, the first book, The Seven Laws of Seduction, is pretty much a how-to guide to game but all of the rest of them and actually including that book as well i've tried to to, to bring in as much of my own personal experience as well because what i really enjoy is not saying right go up to her and say these three lines in this coffee sh- in the coffee shop or whatever what i like to do is just tell the stories instead um yeah, so that's I ultimately agree. what that's ultimately what i'd like to get out of all of this or to to to, to, to leave 
uh, in the world from all of this, if you sort of. And hopefully we can be doing that from a, a personal perspective with this DJI camera I've got. I mean, what we'll do is we'll vlog a lot of the Russia trip with me and you, and it will just kind of show what we're actually fucking doing. It will be almost yeah. a fly on the wall of, you know, what we're eating for breakfast, the horrible, grimy Russian coffee, you looking there hungover free, me looking there looking like I've been run over by a truck and there's a half bottle of vodka next to me. Um, you know, yeah. the grime borscht that they get served up, the rejections on the street, but then maybe on a, on a date with an absolute smoker, all this stuff, that real kind of, our own kind of hero's journey with it, giving guys an insight into what that actually looks like, the reality of it. You know, yeah, because that's what well, people buy into the story. They love the failure. They love the the chaos. Yeah, the, the downsides. Right. There's a reason why my popular video on YouTube is me getting blown the fuck out because people yeah. want to watch the world burn, and they love people resonate with the negative stuff and the failure bits, don't they? they yeah, yeah. But I think you, you you you're right. You can do this stuff now on video. You can do storytelling on video much more, and having that camera and so on. But but also actually some of your um. Some of your live streams, you know, I was saying to you when you were still over in Mexico, when you were in Brazil, there was something really cool, actually. I think about this technology we've got now where you could just like turn on the computer. It's 2 a.m. where you are. And you're like, hey, guys, so I was out in Mexico and I went to this party and then I met some people and we went back and blah, blah, blah. There's something the immediacy of that and just telling the stories, I think is really fucking fascinating. But so you could definitely do this stuff on video. But for me as well, I think ultimately I want to write it down because I think that you know, that's just where I come from in terms of the, the real content I like to create. I'm not that bothered about doing video stuff, really. It's just... No, I agree. It's a way of getting yourself out there. Well, mm. you can make, you know, episode... The, the preface could be... To, to one of these could be a memoir... <laughs> I was going to say memoirs of a geisha. From Russia with love or something yes. like that. You know, the title oh, of the Krause's, WhatsApp, Krause's, Krause's really. got about 16 volumes of uh, memoir now, hasn't he? And he's still, memoir, he's still cranking yeah. them out. But even little anecdotes where it's like you, you know, you you going over to Russia and us like fucking around between Moscow and Petersburg and and yeah. and, uh, and Sochi, and that written down would be fascinating from your perspective. You know, I'd read that even if I was yeah. with you, I'd read it because I'd be like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, people want to see this stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think yeah. of Hunter S. Thompson? Are you a fan of him? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Although. Um... It's 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 years actually since I've read him, but uh, yeah, he had a fan he had a you know fascinating guy, right? Fascinating character. I really like that kind of stuff. And, and actually, he's a good example because of that that sort of Gonzo journalism. Because he's he actually wrote he's he wrote political stuff as well, didn't he? He actually followed politicians around and, and wrote that. So it wasn't just all the drug infested stuff. It was and the but, Hell's Angels as well. That was fucking yeah. brilliant, right? But. But that's no, that's exactly the kind of thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to go. Like, imagine you go to Azerbaijan or something, or you go to some really, or Armenia, or you go to some kind of place off the beaten track, and then you just write it, write about it, you record it. I think that is, it's that travel writing, really. I think. Oh, 100%. I'd, and I'd love to see some of that. And if we go to the Stans as well, that'd be fascinating. Yeah. I remember one, one, one Irish lad I met in, uh, an Irish American guy I met in, uh, in, in Rio, he was telling me about his trip to Kyrgyzstan where he basically, they went out to like the big club, which is basically like a tent in a fucking field. Yeah. You've got all these people wearing traditional gear. So it's like something out of Genghis Khan. They're wearing the little hats, whatever. So they pay their $10. They get VIP treatment. They basically own the nightclub. They've got this massive table, premium bottle of vodka. It's that cheap. And then people are super short, right? The guy, the local guys are obviously like, fuck these American dudes. So every so often they're just drinking their drinks and they see like guys just jump up like from beneath the table, like whack-a-mole and dump cigarettes in their drinks. And they'd be like, just trying to fend them off. And these locals would be just, just jumping up and bombing cigarettes and drinks and disappearing back away, trying to sabotage their night. So like, fuck this. They went home. Like, yeah. The guys sabotage it and they had a plan the next night out. It started happening again. 
first two guys that did it, locals that did it, they grabbed them. They were like, do you want a bottle of vodka each? There's a 10-pound bottle of vodka, 10-pound bottle of vodka. Can you now guard the table? So every time all the other guys popped up, they'd like bat- they had these two like local guys batting them away. And so they're able to go and like, collect yeah. their like they're women and they, they went back to like a fucking traditional like a almost a yurt like a traditional tent to, to have sex that's, with one of them. just that's put that sort of shit written down right it'd be hilarious that's fucking awesome yeah, yeah. i think yeah. i think you need to i don't know mate i mean there, there's different ways to create content and you could be somebody who sits in the same city for your entire life and you can be a brilliant writer or brilliant make brilliant videos and stuff like that but there is something about travel isn't there i think yeah it's because it's the challenge to link it back round to everything that we talk about and the, and the fundamental premise that I live by every day, or at least I try to, is challenge yourself on a micro and a macro level. Yeah. There's something like there's something about that kind of mission as a man and just going and you've got nothing but the clothes on your back and just seeing what the fuck pans out. There's something yeah. fucking very masculine and alpha about that. And I don't think you can mm. I think it's I think it's that call to the world that every guy should that has. And the yeah. reason we get so much discontent is guys are locking themselves away in, in you know, self-imposed prisons, not taking any action, and just, you know, they have this existential feeling of, of dread because they're just not challenging themselves you know, yeah. in, in a normal context. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. One interesting fact, actually, on Bukowski, he was 50 years old uh, when he gave up, finally gave up his job at the post office because he's working in the post office and went full-time as a writer, so... Yeah, gives, okay. gives me a little bit of hope. Um, but but no, I mean, what a badass though, right? What a what a fucking renegade, you know, to do that. No, I agree. And this this Henry Henry, Henry Miller guy, how many books did he write? Oh, he's written quite a quite a lot. I, I forget the, the exact number. Uh, Lame Duck in the chat is saying Tropic of Cancer is a great re- read, which it is fucking awesome. And Memoirs of Montparnasse, which I don't think I have read, although I have read quite a lot of his stuff. Um, he's very he's like Bukowski, but sort of maybe even more slightly more literary you know whereas Bukowski is, is very rough it's like yeah man I took a slug of whiskey and then I fucked her and then I threw her out of the house you know on the on the stained mattress in Los Angeles Henry Miller is a little bit more li- literary in terms of his language it's a little bit more descriptive a little bit more sort of brings in a bit you know more sort of literary elements to it um but it's still good old lots of good old sex and banging and stuff so it's um yeah it's a, he's he's a great writer is the one that stands out that you that you read that you think is particularly good? Uh, I like both of them for different reasons, but I do. No, of, of, of Miller's books, is there any that spring to mind? Is, is very uh, Tropic of Cancer and Tropic of Capricorn right. are probably the, the key ones. Um, oh, I try and think of. He's got this trilogy as well called the Rosy Crucifixion. Um, really? Ones in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got to, he's just a, you know, he's, he's a really fascinating guy. Um, but yeah, I, to start off with, I would say one of the, the tropics, Tropic of Cancer, Tropic of Capricorns is the place to start. Nice. It was, actually, it was actually an ex-girlfriend who got me into him. Really? Cause she was quite, yeah, she was a really hot Romanian girl that I was seeing for a while. And she was really into, you, you know, you know when they're quite intellectual, but they're quite kinky as well. And she was quite right. sort of like, and she just, she just said, oh, you need to check out Henry Miller. And I, I got into stuff through that. What was the original? I remember reading the original Fifty Shades of Grey, or the, the book that Fifty Shades of Grey was based on from the 1940s, which caused outrage in France. Because it was, was like it, it wasn't the, the, no, um, the story of story of O, the story of O. It's called okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need that, it's quite hardcore. That's got some naughty stuff in it, hasn't it? I think, yeah, yeah. Not There's another family. one called. Venus in fur, Venus in furs. There's quite a history of this erotic fiction. It's quite sexy Venus when girls. Yeah. Venus in... <laughs> <laughs> Venus in 
Like, sometimes you meet these I, girls. Yeah. Sometimes you meet these girls who are quite studious and quite intellectual, but they're into all of this. Like they're into the Marquis de Sade, or they're into all this naughty, like sexy literature and stuff. And you well, know yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you look at the what was the series that sold like most? Well, Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Yeah, kind of that that sexy fiction, right? There's a reason yeah. it's that popular. But um, yeah, we digress. There we go. The guys got some free um, some free content, didn't they? Free books to read as well. Which was good. exactly exactly. We've come up to the hour, lads. So get in touch with us. Uh, both our emails will be below. You've got the London Boot Camp coming up, 17th to 20th of June. And then you've got Moscow, Sochi, and St. Petersburg in July. Email for all details. Either myself or Troy will jump on a WhatsApp call, figure out where you're at, where you want to go. And we'll fill in the kind of key details and the spaces available for all of these. It's been a pleasure, Mr. Francis. What's your plan for the rest of this Saturday evening? Uh, going back into town to have a bite to eat. And uh, yeah, take it from there. Really, going to the nice. going to Soho probably. Are you going to be around Soho? I won't tonight. I'm I'm back in. I'm I'm chilling with, the, with my family, my parents' place. But um, I will be out on Soho Monday, so we can link up there, and I'll give you a shout. I'll drop you a message tomorrow or something. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Nice one, boys. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure, and we'll speak soon. Cool, guys. See you later. Nice one, man. All good.